Boss, must insist. Let's go of me. What are you doing? Bill and Ted Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we party on through the most excellent film, Bill and Ted's uh, excellent, most triumphant film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one a handicapped kidnapping minute at a time. I'm your host, Johannesburg Esquire, with me, Rocky Theodore Logan. And what's up? It's the Royal Ugly Dude. <laughs> that 2003 humor we, we yeah. come to know and love, absolutely. What's up? That's a call, man. Yeah. Uh, this minute, dude count, zero, no dudes. By the way, I don't think we're going to see a dude for a few minutes here, Pat, boys. Uh, I think that under is looking good. The under is like, there's dude-free minutes at the Wazoo coming up. The, this minute begins with the boys abducting uh, Fruit Dude and ends with a trip to Old Orleans. So, right off the bat, Freud switches to English. Yeah, right, yeah. He gives, he gives them like a Voss and then, what's well, this? Let me go. Like, yeah. yeah. At least he had a German accent or an Austrian German accent. It's Nazi movie English. What's right. this? Yeah, like, uh. Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. Z, this, that, and the other. Which yeah. has been, I'll give us a bit of a dating. I don't know if anybody's been watching that Chernobyl show. I have. Why do they all speak in a British accent? For Belarusia and the Ukraine, impact means completely uninhabitable for a minimum of 100 years. Yeah, all right, so I actually know the answer because uh, it it's understandable to Americans, but different enough so it doesn't seem like it's Joe from Jersey kind of accent. You know, like a guy you know. It's foreign enough. I have I, had enough time producers. when all of Roman, when all of Rome and everybody in the Roman Empire speaks, you know, the Queen's English is one yes. thing. And now the, they now, the, the, now the Russians speak the Queen's English. The producers of that show specifically commented on it, because I listened to a Chernobyl podcast. They specifically commented that they wanted English actors. And you know, it's half the cast of Game of Thrones is in the show. Roose Bolton is in it. Uh, Jerry Cassell, the old man, the old bear from The Wall, he's in it. He's on one of the miners. When dead men and worse come hunting for us in the night, do you think it matters who sits on the Iron Throne? The guy from Mad Men, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I haven't got that far into it. No, Mad Men guy's the main guy. Blade Price, yeah. But they specifically do it because it sounds foreign enough to Americans, but it doesn't sound like their neighbors talking, so it sounds like different people. And so many shows we watch are with British actors and like is it really that different for Americans to hear like British actors talking alright so yeah so I, I, I recommend Chernobyl it's a lot of Russian oligarchy bureaucracy bumbling kind of stuff and I didn't know how serious it really was like I knew it destroyed a town and the surrounding area but they're like Asia was at jeopardy <laughs> I watched the show man you'll see what's up they and if, from what I understand it's pretty true to life anywho did you think that um, Hiroshima was a big deal Hiroshima yeah it is a big deal but, but you didn't think Chernobyl was. No, well, they're very different. Very different. Uh, Hiroshima didn't have a danger of spreading and, like, going into... Because Japan's an island one. Oh. Yeah. And, well, I think... And the... And they look different, though. 
us. Well, the it was also 30 years later, so the technology is like crazy, more much more explosive and dangerous. And um, so what's it called? It was more about like spreading radiation in the air. Like, you, you know that there's uh, a premium on pre-Hiroshima steel, that there are certain applications in the medical industry where they require pre-Hiroshima steel because after Hiroshima, there's one course bajillion things of radiation in just about every piece of metal above ground. Oh, it's weakened it. And it, why well, it throws off some of the readings or whatnot or they need like super precision like at the cellular level. So like there is a market for pre-Hiroshima steel because after that, we started blowing everything up. Like the Bikini Islands and the, once the H bombs are like that, a lot of times it's worse. First off, we let all, yeah, they let off like how many in the desert before they even dropped them on Hiroshima. Yeah, and not to mention the H bombs are like 10 times a million worse. Yeah, so what do they just melt down pre Hiroshima steel and repurpose it? I guess. But won't it get the same? Or do they get a time? But yeah, won't it get the same? Won't it get the same like fragments picked up in the air? I think we know what Bill and Ted have been up to. That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that part. I only know this part based on the Chernobyl podcast. So there you go. <laughs> and that's enough for Chernobyl today. Yeah, that's Chernobyl talk. Uh, so we're talking about uh, Sigma Freud moves to English. Yeah, talks his shit. Get off with me, you use boys. Or yeah, vasistas, let me go. Like, you yeah. know. Let me go. My, uh, well, that's not really a good job by you. But like, yeah. yeah, he's doing, yeah, he's doing. We come from, from the land of chocolate. We understand, Homer. After all, we are from the land of chocolate. Mmm. The land of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad one. Uh, so, so we hop to uh, to Germany, particularly with Castle Germany. So we go from Austria to Germany, right? and they could have just taken a horse, right? Right. Yeah. What I'm thinking, you. What they do skip year wise. We jump around here a bit. Um, Anywho, so we're in Germany. Yeah, Castle. K A S K A S K A S S E L. Germany. I don't know how to pronounce it. Kassel, Castle. 1810. Who's kicking? Who? Uh, so Freud's not kicking around 1810. He's not no. kicking. So Napoleon's kicking around. Oh, he is. Yes, definitely is. So when did they? What year did they pick up Napoleon? It was like 1805 or something. Yeah. Okay. It was five seven. It was. It was that. It was a little. I think it was a little before this. But Napoleon's alive here at this point still. I don't know if we've hit water. Well, we don't know when they put Napoleon so back. Oh yeah, right. We don't know when they put Napoleon back. So, but Napoleon could be missing. Napoleon could be missing right now from the world picture. Interesting. Unless they bring him back instantaneously. But I mean, that's where the theories of time travel get all warped. I just want to talk about this party for the beginning. Like, I enjoy classical music. At work, I'll put classical music on. It's something that I used to have in the background. I can have it on when I'm doing something. Is it my first choice? No. Could I ever sit? Look at how miserable everyone looks. And that's how they had to always all feel listening to it. It just looks like no fun. Are they miserable because of the music or because of the outfits? Everything. Everything about this looks miserable. This is... All right, so like, we assume it's... I think no, if this is your they, choice of music, it's... You don't, you don't have rock and roll back then. No, and the music's fine, but, like, it looks hot. It looks stuffy. Like, you're just sitting there listening to him play the piano. This is the highest form of entertainment at the time. People think it's, like, the highest form of entertainment now. People yeah. still pay great money to go to the orchestra and shit. This is probably, At least an orchestra, there's a lot going on. This is the equivalent of, like, a $20,000 no, no, ticket. You got Billy oh, Joel's, yeah. Billy oh, Joel's playing in somebody's house. Oh, of course. You think Billy Joel's a twenty thousand dollar ticket? Haven't we already discussed Billy Joel? How much is how much is what Beyonce charges to a birthday party? I don't know. Like, what do you what do you think they're charging? Larry David had Alanis Morissette play his house. Remember that? How much he, they were paying her? Or it was a charity event, but I bet it was like ten thousand dollars a ticket or something. Well, I I agree with this. I'm just saying I wouldn't pay like 
five dollars to see Billy Joel play like you know in my in my backyard, or like I wouldn't go outside if he was playing for free to play listen to Billy Joel. We already talked about Billy Joel. What about John, John Lennon? Well, now you're talking about a different stratosphere musician. And you see that new movie where the, the, it's the world without the Beatles? I do. It's very interesting. Are you going to see it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Danny Boyle, too. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he got thrown off the Bond film. He wanted to kill Bond. They threw him off the Bond film. Oh, really? Yeah. That would have been interesting. I wouldn't mind Bond dying. It's like he's not going to come back. You can just bring him back in another iteration. Yeah. It's the same deal. Like they're we'll just ending the time. All of Marvel is ending, and then they're going to reboot and finally do it right because they're going to finally get the X Men to be part of the Avengers. Like how Wolverine's never been an Avenger is basically asinine. Whatever, man. Nerd. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> They need Darth Vader to be part of that, too. Yeah. yeah. And Spock. <laughs> and Spock, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, you, there's a lot of this tough crossover, because Ahura is... Uh, well, no, but... Uh, I, I don't want to spoil that game. Zoe Zeldana is in both franchises. Well, she's an Avatar. She is... She's a wow. Star Trek Avatar. Avatar still beat Endgame box office worldwide. It's still ahead. And there's four more of those movies coming out. So she I've is, never seen Avatar, but the, she will take I, over the, the, the crown. Four more avatars coming out. Yes, they're gonna. There's gonna be like an, starting like next year or 2021. There's gonna be an Avatar every year, every other year till 2027. I didn't even make it through the first one. The sequel that oh, no one asked for. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't see the first one. Yeah. I, again, I've only been to Disney World once. The most incredible ride I've ever been on in my life was the Avatar ride. It's gorgeous, probably. Yeah, it was. The movie's beautiful. It was utterly insane. Like you're just suspended in like a. A warehouse with the, the most like incredible 3D scene in front of you. So like like, I mean they they get everything. They get like when you go down by the ocean, little water kind of sprays you as you hit by like a wave. Little fragrances hit you as like you see flowers popping up. Like it was an incredible ride, but like it was better than I, I could not sit through the movie for to for to watch the movie. Michelle Rodriguez, man, don't you like your Anna Lucia? Oh, I love the candle issue. Uh, I'll, I'll recently watch the Fist and the Furious movie. She's a nutshell. She's hot stuff all over. Yeah, but yeah, again, my, I, I just, I, uh, I would, I'd, I'd be so bored at this party. Like, everybody's, look at them. Who looks like they're having fun? Well, Who looks like, look at, when we see Beethoven, does he look like he's having fun? What is it? What's the analog for they this? They look like they're listening in This is, like, is this a listening party where, like, is this, is this... An unplugged event. Is this yeah, like us no. going to see Kurt Cobain? Maybe he's oh, just releasing his new album. But he doesn't have the full orchestra. Uh, this is just a piano piece. So, like, you're like, oh my god, I'm going to go see Beethoven play like this. And then you're sitting in a hot room in an uncomfortable dress, fanning yourself with a bunch of, like, dudes with chops and beards. If you're a chick, mm-hmm. if you're these guys, you're like sitting there. I, I, I could just imagine it's just it's the worst time ever. Like I'd much rather I'd rather have them playing background music with me and mingling with everybody. So they're probably thinking, let's get through the music and get on with the fuck. Fucking yeah, exactly. This is but, this is Protestant Germany. Here. Look at Beethoven. Look how much fun he's having. Yeah, that's the guy I want to see. He's concentrating on the music. I will say that Beethoven might be the best actor we've seen so far. <laughs> He plays the deaf role perfect. They come crashing in. Everyone else is alarmed. He nope. He's Let's deaf. See, he doesn't hear a damn thing. Who is our actor? Do we know that? That's you, man. He's he's on point. Clifford David, born in 1928. What? Really? Yes. So he's about 60 or 50 or 60 in the movie. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 60 in the movie. He actually his last credit was in 2016. He played Doctor Bruno in The Exorcist Three Legion. Never heard of it. Oh wow. Yes. This is Dr. Bruno. <laughs> he was also in Signs as a Columbia University professor. Love that movie. Probably. What do you feel? What do you think about the theory that they aren't aliens or demons? You ever hear that theory? From the movie Signs? They never say they're aliens. 
And it makes more sense that they're demons. He's a priest, like water. Wow. You know uh, what? Hurts I, them. I actually wood hurts them. Like, why would that hurt aliens, right? Right. That's a great theory. I never heard that. The only thing that disputes that theory isn't there spaceships? No, there's never a spaceship. I thought they talked about. The, I don't have to go back and check that. We'll do that on our science minute. Uh, so, is, does Tesla play during it? <laughs> what else has he been in? Like, I mean, he's, he's, he, hits, he hits the shows that all these people have hit. Wow. Do you know what? Your Murder She Wrote. Oh, yeah. All the shows we yeah. had. Murphy Brown's in here. He was Dr. Bruno. He reprised his role. He was originally Dr. Bruno and The Exorcist 3 from 1990. And then 26 years later, they got to bring him back to be Dr. Bruno and Exorcist 3 Legion. Man, besides <laughs> it, besides going to, oh, part, Party 5, Party which of might, be my next, might be my next podcast, guys. That you're going to listen to or do? Do. There's not a Party 5 podcast out there right now. There isn't. It's a space waiting to be filled. If you want to be my partner on the Party of Fiverr, the Party of High Five podcast, please email me, uh, billatinminute at gmail.com, and uh, you know, we'll talk. Uh, he was in Ironside with Perry Mason, too, for an episode. He's like, one episode, one episode, one episode. How much, like, one, a one episode, one episode? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's, he gets around. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd stick around for anything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to hit uh, 63 credits. I don't. I can't say that this guy made his full time living being an actor. He could not have. Yeah. When it, not when you're doing one episode, all one offs. Yeah, like how many? How much do you get for one episode of Fort Apache, yeah. The Bronx? Yeah, in 1963. I mean, a Ryan's Hope episode. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, uh, Dustin Hoffman was struggling for money, and he was a star of uh, in Tootsie. He was a star of Soap but he still didn't have any money. Yeah, in Tootsie. Yeah, absolutely. But Dustin Hoffman had money by that point. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman definitely had money. Yeah, he was, he was, I think he got an Oscar for uh, Kramer versus, versus Kramer. Yeah. Did he get one for, I think you're trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson. Another one of the most overrated actors of all time. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. I specifically like, in that role, I find his role in uh, you know, Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Krabappel, you're trying to seduce me. I found that movie to be ridiculous. Yes, and his, I found the acting to be, I don't I, know, I, I, it, it was nothing to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's it's uh, the woman carries the movie. Um, what was her name? Anne Mar, not Anne Margaret. Uh, you know, I was gonna say Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough. Yeah, <laughs> I forget. Her name. Uh, the song is for Elise, I believe. Right for Elise. It's one of his most popular. Comedy. I mean, everybody knows it. Play the song, you'll know. If you if you don't think you know it, you know it. All right, here's continuity problem. It was not published during his lifetime. We have another continuity problem here too. Uh, hold on. Uh, Forty years after his death, I believe, it was discovered. So, but it's. I'll throw a clip in. Everybody knows. Everybody, everybody in the world knows it. Everybody's heard it. They've heard it. Watching Bugs Bunny, you've heard it on a cart or commercial behind you. You've heard. You've heard it somewhere. Yeah. Somebody doing some sort of physical humor. I can see him doing it. In front of it, yeah, behind it, twinkle toes or something. Yeah, exactly. What's it called? Uh, so he did write the symphony dedicated to Napoleon Bonaparte. So one of the stars of this movie, but uh, ripped it up when Napoleon declared himself emperor. He said, you know, before he was conscious of the first consul, right? He said, uh, you know, he had high esteem for him compared to the greatest consul of ancient Rome. So we're talking, you know, Caesar, Caesar, yeah, the triumvirate, yeah, yeah, all those good, all those good guys, the triumvirate folks. 
Ah, Anthony was probably a consul. He was for, no, he's tribute to the plebs. That's right. It's absurd, isn't it? Anthony was, yeah. I don't know that he was ever consul. I think he was consul. After well, Caesar I, died. No, no, no. I mean, well, before there was a time, like, there was a time period where Caesar was gone and he was not emperor yet before he came back. But I, I believe Anthony was a consul. he was tribute to the plebs. Eh, you might, he might have been only tribute to the plebs. Poppy was probably still consul. consul. Or yeah. Caesar was consul, but he was chilling out in the Gaul or something. But what's his face was already gone? Crassus or who, uh, Croesus? Crevice. Crevice. Um But uh, when he declared himself emperor, he says, So he's no more than a common mortal now, too. He will tread under the underfoot all the rights of man, indulge his own ambition. Now he thinks himself superior to all men, become a tyrant. So, so you're citing that from memory? I'm citing that from the, I'm reading it from a page. I can read, man. Um, so, you know, he ripped up that thing. He ripped the point's name off it. He called it like something de Bonaparte or whatever. Ripped that up. Has anyone ever heard it? Yeah, it's like it's just Third Symphony or something oh, like okay. that. And it was like yeah, there's evidence that he dedicated to Napoleon. And there's also evidence that he tore Napoleon off that, but they matched it up. It was What's like, his most famous symphony? Fifth. That's um, <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. Bugs Bunny cartoons every day. Nobody's home. Nobody's home. All those great answering machine cassette tapes from the uh, the late eighties, early nineties. The true age of no CODs. Uh, call now and order now and get one, an extra one free. Yeah, our era, right there. It is our era. So this, the this the piano he's playing the Steinway. How is that possible? It's not possible if you're going the Steinway. Steinway was created by a German, but it was created in Manhattan in 1853. Oh dear. <laughs> so they do have a company back in Germany where they started making these Steinways as well, but that wasn't even until well after the 1853. And apparently these, these things are well and hot in demand. Uh, so hot, like most of the places or all the places I've looked online to get a price have to request the price, request the price. Yeah. They don't they don't even li- give you like a, a listing of what it costs to get one. Yeah, well, they, 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 have, they probably have another audience. Like, oh, you're rich? Okay, it's a million dollars. Yeah. You're a regular schlub at 80 grand. Yeah. Meanwhile, you can get other types. You can get pianos for free. People are just giving them away, literally, like for shipping. Like, if you want yeah, to take it out, there. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't blame them. Yeah, I want more than my house. Plus, a lot of them are old. Like, we had one growing up. Like, it's not worth jack shit, but like, we nobody wants to carry it to the next place they move. So, so who's your favorite? Bach, Mozart, Beethoven? Uh, who wrote, uh, uh. It's gotta be Bach. I mean, is that even a question? <laughs> Who uh, we got to do this earlier, but who? What's the John Williams? <laughs> what is the so John Williams? He is like the, the 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 modern day equivalent of these guys, essentially. That's about right. Like if you ask someone like who writes classical music, they would say like the, the guy who wrote the Game of Thrones. Everyone was jerking off to the guy who wrote the Game of yeah. Thrones music in the last season, um, or John Williams is probably the yeah. most famous composer alive. Right. Like, but and now there and are no way. So. I've seen stories. I've seen stories and heard like watching sixty minutes on some like modern day composers and just, but. Nobody listens. Nobody like outside of your little, yeah. you know, Fraser Crane. Right. To them. Yeah. That, exactly. Uh, I don't know. My favorite opera, like or classical piece, would probably be um, Torre, Torre. First off, that's opera. Yeah, that's opera. Carmen. These, these guys wrote operas. It's, it's Carmen. Yeah. yeah. It's French. I don't know who wrote it. Vivaldi. I have no fucking idea. That's my favorite. Like those piece. Those two two really good tracks. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't call them tracks. Toreador and... Yeah, there's two really good tracks from Carmen. 
Toreador, and then there's another the Big one. Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah, Big Rock Candy Mountain from yeah, absolutely from the beginning. And of it was, of if, it's, it, if it's not Vivaldi, first I think Vivaldi's Italian. I don't know, dude. It, but it's in French. That doesn't. Georges Bizet. Great. Road Carmen. That's my favorite classical song. Toreador. Yeah, or the Rebel Fleet end to Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's fun. You want me, you want to make me cry? Play that song. When they're looking out at the galaxy, Han is in Carbonite. Well, that's in it, but it's like, but the piece, it's it's the end of Empire Strikes Back. They're looking out at the nebula. Luke's just got a new hand. Oh yes. Uh, Darth, you know, Lando and uh, Nine Numb, or Chewie maybe. I forget who's sitting shotgun. They're about to go out and find Han, and you know they're sitting out and they and they plays. It's da-da-da-da-da. it's like, you, where you know are we going it. from here? Yeah, exactly. Gentle. Exactly. I actually, it's a sad I'll, I'll take yeah. us. I'll take us back to eighth grade music. And every class piece too. of Star Wars music is in like the full six minute version of that. Like every piece, like the Imperial March is in there. In there, please. In the mix. They're all in the mix. First of all, you ripped it off. Or hold on, second, Duel of Fates from um, Phantom Menace. You know when they're yeah. sword fighting. And they're cutting back to Anakin in the, in the stupid shuttle, but it's mostly... Is this Darth really Maul. happening right now? It's the Darth Maul fight. You know what I'm talking about, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Darth that, Maul's coming back. He was in the last couple minutes of Solo. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't I don't understand the timeline there, how that makes sense, but okay. There's no way it could possibly make sense. He got cut in half. But it's it supposed to make sense. Yeah, it's the Force, dude. Yeah. Come on. All right, what, you have some important things to say? No, I'm done. I am you, enough Star Wars talk. I thought uh, I, if there's a pattern for Simpsons, there's got to be a pattern for Star Wars. We indulged your comic book talk. You're talking about the uh, and all the Star Trek nonsense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so how about the uh, the pants with the high socks look? <laughs> Actually, I'm a fan. Of it. <laughs> I would kind of like to joke. Yeah. I know. It, it's sort of reminiscent of a baseball player, old-time baseball player. It sort of just looks cool. Yeah. See, well, now we're moving on. Right, Orleans, so France. We're going to touch on this before we finish in a minute, but I love the high socks look. I put my socks up underneath my clothes. When I play baseball, I used to wear compression socks and pull them the shit up. So we got to touch on, yeah, We the last piece of the minute, we go to Old Orleans. Old Orleans, yes. 19, not 10? 29. 14, 29. Okay. And I think this was, was this part of the Hundred Year War we were talking about earlier or no? Yeah, know. it is. It's right in the mix. Because yeah. she has armor. Right. Yeah. So she. She who? We will find out next minute. And with that, guys, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. What's up?